0: Hey everyone, welcome to Past Lives and the Divine. I'm Gina, and this is the podcast where we enjoy the delicious, splendid, delightful, freeing conversations around the connection to our past lives, our soul's history, and the divine. And we do this for healing, maybe reaching more of our full potential for the life we came here to create. And then of course, we do it for a little entertainment. In today's episode, episode number 33, I'm sharing kind of where I'm at right now, some changes that are coming in 2021, specifically the changes coming to the podcast. And I think you'll be as excited as I am about those changes. I can't wait for you to hear about them and I can't wait for them to like start. I'm really excited. Okay, and then um, after that, I will be answering some listener questions. Uh, Some of these questions are like, verbatim and some of these questions are like a compilation of a few questions okay so before we dive in today i have one announcement coming january 14th is a spirit guide workshop it's called getting to know your spirit guide so we i ran this workshop in august for the first time and we had so much fun and i'm gonna do it again because it was so much fun and i get so many questions about spirit guides whether it's from a one-on-one client in a group setting or even just emails dms on instagram so we're going to be talking about what are spirit guides kind of like how do we communicate with them Uh, how does that kind of all work we will answer any questions that you have and then we will take a group hypnotic journey to what I call the garden of the guides and that will help you to either start to open up that connection to your guides or if you already have an open connection there it'll help kind of strengthen that connection to your spirit guides And then uh, throughout that hypnotic journey, there's some healing, there's a chance to get some insight and wisdom, even if you can't get a clear impression of who your spirit guide is. Uh, That is often one of the, seems like one of the last things to come when, when a human is trying to like create a connection with their spirit guide. I don't know why it seems like most people I know people who have even been trying to connect with their spirit guides and have had a relationship with their spirit guides for decades and have never gotten a name and have never gotten, um, like a visual or anything of what this might look like but it's more a feeling an essence a knowing that you're not alone a knowing that there's someone nearby and you don't have to see someone to be able to get their love their connection their protection and their guidance and so we kind of talk about all of that stuff Um, just everything that i know from my own personal experience talking to friends and peers kind of who do similar work to me and then also all the clients that i work with and uh, part of a past life regression is at least opening up to getting some insights and wisdoms from your spirit guides so this is just kind of a way to like if you're not sure if you want to do a one-on-one session or maybe you have done a one-on-one session and you're looking for like a practice or a way to go about it come to this workshop because this workshop will Not only be fun just for like the workshop sake and we can be together and do group hypnosis together, which will be fun in that moment. But you'll also come away with that with a little more, uh, maybe even a plan of like how you want to connect with them on a regular basis uh questions you might have for them questions about your gifts questions about your intuition i mean sky's the limit on what what kind of insights we can get from our spirit guides so this is a great workshop whether you have had some contact with your spirit guides and want to strengthen that or if you're brand new to this and you're just like i don't know i just want to know a little bit more um no experience necessary okay so we'll also be talking about like I said um kind of like tricks to keep that communication going with your spirit guides and then um yeah of course that workshop replay link will be available for download for anyone who purchases so you don't have to actually be at the live workshop and the live workshop it's two hours long it is January 14th 2021 it is at 6 30 p.m central time that's in the usa and registration will open up to those on my email list on january 1st so if you're interested hop on my email list and on january 1st you'll get an email talking about that registration giving you the opportunity to register first registration always opens up first to everybody on my email list and sometimes things sell out before it even makes it into the public so If you're interested in that, or if this is you listening far off in the future, get on my email list, go to pastlivesanddivine.com slash subscribe, hop on the email list, that link is also in the show notes of this episode, and then um, just sit back and wait, and I will send you an email with the registration link when it opens on January 1st. All right, so my other ask is, of course, to leave a rating on Apple Podcasts if you wanna click the five stars next time you're in the app. If you wanna type up some nice words about an episode you really liked or something that really interests you or something you appreciate about the podcast, I am eternally grateful for either. Okay, gather around the fire, let's get started. Okay, so usually this time of year, like uh, December, January, February, or I should say December and January, I usually naturally slow down, and I have thankfully had the ability to slow down at least like relatively to whatever I had been living for the past few years around this time of year, and it's just always felt really good. And natural, Which, of course, it is natural because in Minnesota, it's winter right now. Uh, we don't have snow that's really stuck around, but it is winter. And it's just that time where I think if you pay attention and if you even just see it, even if it shows up differently in your own life, like ways that you're even motivated to slow down, even if you can't slow down, like, even if you think in order to slow down, you need a whole weekend off and be able to nap uninterruptedly when it's like, or could you slow down like in this moment for whatever reason? Anyway, I think there is so, uh, there is such for me peace in like living with my human earth suit urges, you know, like when it gets cold, I want hot hearty foods when it's warm, I want hydrating, lighter foods. It just, it feels good to be like that in tune, and it feels good to just like live in some sort of rhythm that makes sense. Which probably just feels more impactful to me today, sitting here talking at age 40, because I'm a, I'm a woman. I was born cisgendered so my whole life it's like even though as a woman as a female I've been having these hormonal patterns um, it's been nice the past few years to be able to like slow down when I feel like I need to slow down and then you know if you're a woman you know if you're a man who lives in close proximity to women if you we are all just a little more productive when we want to be we can really multitask right so i just there's just something so beautiful about like living within those rhythms and i think especially when you can kind of when i can find that rhythm when it's been kind of like trained out of me essentially i've been trained to think i need to be productive every single day as if it was like middle of summer every single day of my life And every single day, just like on an energetic level. So I usually slow down this time of year, off on a tangent again. um, But I was just feeling so different, like come September, October. It's probably been like five years or something like that since I have um, not slowed down this time of year. And really, I just... Wasn't feeling that and because, especially during the pandemic, I feel like it's been easier, even easier for me to kind of like feel these subtle rhythms of energy and creativity and productivity within me, you know, because the pandemic, we're all moving slower. We all have left less to do. And um, many of us, thankfully, are able to stay home and willing to stay home. So I think that's that's probably why I feel a little more in tune with it right now or why this change seems, I don't know, so big. It's because I feel like, oh my gosh, I don't want to slow down right now. So anyway, I'm going with it. I love working on the podcast. I've been doing the podcast for a year and a half and for a year and a half-ish. I've been releasing an episode every other week. I've taken a few breaks in there but really uh, I'm feeling so motivated and I have so many ideas. And so many ideas that would be really good as a podcast episode or a podcast theme of episodes. So I just kind of like let let that percolate. I mean, I've started having these feelings in the summer, but you know, I just don't wanna overcommit. I don't wanna do that again. I don't want to get burned out. I want to keep this work like light and fun just so, you know, as long as I can. Because it's pretty easy for my work is to not make it heavy and burdensome and comparing to what I think I should have been and comparing to what I think I should be or what I think someone else is. So... Um, Oh my gosh, I'm like confusing myself with all these tangents. But anyway, okay, so nearly all of my first-time clients now are coming through the podcast. And I do sessions online. I do them virtually through Zoom. And in the pandemic, I am not seeing anybody in person because we don't have to take that risk. Um, And that's actually a really, really common question that I get from people is... Do you do virtual sessions, online sessions, digital sessions? The answer is yes. And I get a lot of questions about how does this work? Why does this work? Is this going to work? I don't know if this is going to work with me. And so the difference between like an online and an in-person session, I'm going to go into uh, later on in this episode when I'm covering listener questions. But what I want you to know is that... uh, most of my clients come from the podcast now, most of the new clients. And I, first of all, think it is so fun to meet people who I would have never met before. Like, if the pandemic didn't force me to go online, I wouldn't probably be going online for sessions. Because if you remember, I was like terrified to do it. And now I just can't imagine I've met just like even more like cool people who I would have never met before because I was only doing sessions in person. So if you weren't in Minnesota or in Minneapolis, uh, we, we probably would have never actually had a conversation. So it's just been a really cool way to get to know even more people. And I just want more of that in my life. So as this fall, as I was kind of feeling like, man, I don't know if I want to slow down. I'm feeling really good. I have a lot of good ideas, like energetically and physically, I feel really, really strong. And just like maybe I just like ride this wave, right? And so when I was thinking about, okay, well, if I'm gonna do that, what am I how is this gonna translate into my business? I don't want to just do more work just to do more work, of course. But I the only thing I can think of was like, I have so many ideas that would be great in the podcast. The podcast is so fun because of all the conversations I have, all the people I've met, whether it's just you've emailed me once or we've DM'd a few times on Instagram or maybe you've had a session with me or joined me for a group. But it's just, I just can't get enough of it right now. So I was like, you know what? I love the people who come through the podcast and end up as a client of mine. And um, I have so much fun doing it. So I'm going to keep doing it. Okay, so that's where I'm at. Right now, I'm not gonna slow down. If you remember last year, at this time, I did an episode and was like, I'm taking off January, bye. (laughs) Um, And this year I'm saying, I'm not taking off January. I'm actually going to start releasing episodes every single Friday on the podcast. So I'm doubling down. And not only am I doubling down, but then twice a month. So I'm doing a weekly episode every Friday. You'll get an episode from Past Lives and the Divine. And then two times a month, most likely on a Tuesday, you're going to get an additional podcast episode. It's going to be shorter. I envision these to be like maybe 30 minutes long. And it's a directive hypnotic track. And there's going to be kind of like a a tarot theme to that one. So you don't have to know anything about tarot. You don't have to know, or, or you could know everything about tarot. You don't even have to believe that, tarot is an oracle that you should use. Um, what I'm going to be doing is I've, well, okay, I'll tell you what I'll be doing in a little bit. <laughs> I'll go into all the different themes of the episode and I'll do this in a really uh, structured way. Okay, so all of that more than twice as many podcast episodes you don't have to worry about the frequency or anything like that because if you're on my email list every Friday I'll send you an email and in that email it's just going to be short and sweet kind of like it usually is anyways but it's going to talk about the episodes that the episode or episodes on the podcast that were were released that week it'll be like ultra early heads up on like different workshops on registration for different workshops or events or anything like that. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah. On that email list. Oh, there's actually a 25% off little coupon right now. If you subscribe to the email list, you can take that 25% off and use it in the shop. So if you go to pastlivesandthedivine.com slash subscribe, you can hop on the email list. And when you do that, you'll get an email back with some little free gifts little welcome package, if you will, uh, via email. And in there, you can find all of those goodies. So that's pastlivesandthedivine.com slash subscribe. Okay, Uh, before we get into the new podcast episode themes, I want to talk about my new website brand, which uh, I had written in my kind of like 2021 goals to update my website. If you remember, I had calminghypnosis.com, which was like my business website, you know, where you would go sign up for a session with me. And then I had pastlivesandthedivine.com, which was just like for my podcast. And I've combined them because whenever I say calminghypnosis.com, people are like, what? I thought it was past lives. It's like, yeah, me too. Why am I talking? (laughs) Why Why is this still here? So I combined them. Um, but my hope was to combine it at some point in 2021. And I envisioned, you know, sitting in my backyard in the summer, you know, putzing around on my laptop, but now I don't have to do it because I already did it. So if you go to com, it's, it's already up. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because I think what is so important, whether if you are someone who needs ideas, I don't, it doesn't matter. Like if you're like, what color should I paint my house? What kind of furniture arrangement should I get in this room? What should I do in my business? You know, whatever, whatever you need ideas for. I'm just so, this pandemic has shown me even more that like the things that I do that are quote unproductive, which is like, I walk like two, two and a half hours a day. I just love walking with my dogs. So I do two walks a day. Um, But... The amount of, like, downloads I get from my spirit guides, from my higher self during those walks is like, it's like what I've built my business on. And I've been thinking about this because I had a past client who is, hi, Sarah, who is going to be doing uh, mentorship with me. She was like, hey, do you ever do mentorships? And I'm like, no. No. Can you tell me why you think I would be a good mentor? Um, And so we just had this really great uh, email conversation and uh, I can't wait to start doing mentorship stuff with her. And so because I'm doing that, I'm having all these thoughts about like, well, what do I want to share? Like I know that the way I do business is so different from It's different from anyone I know. Um, And the amount of time that I spend like steeped in ideas and just kind of like the soup of what I'm thinking about, that even though might look unproductive, like, oh, there she is out walking walking her dogs again, or oh, there she is, uh, you know, whatever. Um, These are actually times like I can't have really great ideas and know where to go if I never stop and just like ponder it and think about it. That's what's true for me. And the time that I've spent at home, I spent a lot of time at home before the pandemic. And now I just, you know, of course, like everybody else is off the charts and which I'm enjoying. I don't have a problem with that. I'm lucky to love where I live and who I live with. So, uh, Yeah, but it has really, really shown me that if we want to have, like, really great ideas, we need to have space to cultivate them or let them drop in or let them bubble up, however it is that you see it. And I keep saying you, and what I really mean is me. And I'm saying this because people don't say it because we glorify everything that looks really productive. You know, like, oh, your ass was in your chair in your corporate office for 14 hours today. And we just assume you're doing a lot of work. And I, I, I share this because I personally spent a lot of time in my entrepreneurial journey to like break up with tying my self-worth who I am, how good I think I am, how cool I think I am, how cool I think I'm not, or how good I think I'm not. And I've tied it so much to like my bank account or like what the next client may or may not think about me or, you know, all of these things. And I've done so much to like fucking just like detach that. And in doing that, in reflection you know of course I'm in reflection at this time of the year but like most people I've really seen that like in doing that and that was sometimes would feel like an all-out mental brawl like five years ago when I started to try to like slow down one part of the year it, it's just it can be incredibly triggering so anyway what I wanted to to do was uh, on these walks, I just started kind of thinking about back to this mentorship program and like, what do I want to share? And that was a big part of it. It's like, and it's not just for entrepreneurs, which is why I'm sharing it here, where it's like, we all need space and time to think of an idea. We all need new ideas, especially if any time that I've felt stuck or stagnant or whatever, it's like the more I can move that energy, whether it's like moving my body or just moving locations or even sometimes just shifting your perspective can be enough to just kind of like break free and get you some new ideas and some fresh energy. And even if your life doesn't change, wouldn't it just feel good to feel that way? So it's something that I've just been thinking about a lot and wanted to bring up on this podcast is like, not that you have to have an answer to this question and I, you know, it's probably a question I could ask every day and have a different answer every day for myself, but it's like, are you like intentionally leaving time for lightness and play and delight and presence even so you can get those ideas, so you can get those downloads, so you can, and that's just something that uh, I not only want to share with you, but I also I guess, want to outline for myself and like fucking highlight, underline, bold, all caps for myself is like, that is a grounding practice that really, really works for me. And just to say like, you know, I'm always worried like the good things about the pandemic. I'm like, how am I going to hold on to these things? (laughs) I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to like blinking and have my weekends gone. And so that's, I don't know. That's just something I've been thinking about. Uh, And how the hell did I get here? Oh, I was talking about the new brand. So as I was walking one day, uh, I was just kind of thinking about, I don't know, a number of different things. And I just, when I walk and get these downloads, I might be listening to music, but it's not super loud. It's maybe like in one ear or I'm not listening to anything. And this is how I do it. I mean, if you have a different practice, I'd love to hear it because I love how people kind of do these internal things that we'd never know they were doing. So I just kind of walk and let the thoughts go and just see where it goes. And for whatever reason, I just kind of started thinking about, this is kind of weird, but like the podcast pictures that I share on Instagram. And I was just thinking about like, yeah, I just really... Like that idea I had there of like kind of this ethereal woodsy. And I was like, where did I get that? Like, where did that idea come from? And you know what? I think what the thing for me where it came from was in podcast episode 20, I it's called the podcast episode 20. The episode title is called something about like using hypnosis outside of a session. But in that episode, I talk about a breathwork class or gathering that I was at uh, pre-pandemic, obviously. Uh, a breathwork session that I was at where I like spontaneously went into trance and uh, experienced two overlapping death scenes of two different past lives. Two different past lives that I had experienced in a past life regression Two, you know, each had their own session. And that was kind of like my 3D interpretation of how that overlap looked. It was like clear that it was in a wooded area, but not. It was kind of misty, but not. It was kind of like had a sparkle to it, but not. I don't know. So if you're ever wondering like, oh, what's that brand from? Or like, why did she choose that? I just, I, that's where it came from was like this, um, i don't know just this re- really beautiful memory of those overlapping death scenes oh because if you have not listened to that episode you're probably like what the fuck is this even about but if you have not listened to episode 20 go back and listen to it because it's a good episode for a few reasons and those are just two reasons like how to use hypnosis outside of session and then hearing my breathwork class uh experience And really what it was, was almost like a soul retrieval. It was like a spontaneous soul retrieval. And it was really, really moving. Like I was just like bawling. It was incredible. Um, So if you have not listened to episode 20, listen to episode 20. All right. So that's kind of the new brand. That's why the Calming Hypnosis website now points you to past lives and the which is where you can find every single thing you want to know. Okay on to the next thing. So that's kind of the new brand. The next thing that I'm working on right now is my life between lives training. So, okay. So what do I want to share here? First of all, this is going incredibly slow because it's like perfect though. Normally for these trainings, we get together and work together like 10 hours a day for like five days straight. And then you do, and then I, you know, I would do my, practice sessions or whatever in the month after. And so it's just kind of an intense, like, month. But because we are in the times that we're in, my instructor uh, and one of my mentors, Madonna, who, she was the one who first certified me as well. It's just her and I, and she's taking me through the Life Between Lives training. And you go, ah, it's the highlight of my week. I just, you know, it's not too many uh, meetups with friends where I'm not the weird one. (laughs) Like, even if I have friends who are into this stuff and like a little woo-woo, there's usually at least a few buckets where I'm like, you know, way deeper than they are. And one of the reasons why I think it's so fun to hang out with Madonna is not only do I just really like who she is, but I just love the idea of like, oh my gosh, I feel like so so like in the lines, normal compared, like just, I, she's just got, if you think I got a lot of story, she's been doing this stuff for 30 years. So it's just, it's, we have so much fun. I just love her to death. Um, and I am going, she, Madonna, my instructor for the Life Between Lives training, So once I'm finished with this training, which we're going to go into January, we just do about six hours a week, kind of like two, three hour trunks, which is really, really nice. And I'm so thankful that we can do that. And it's just me and her, so I can ask all my weird ass questions, which she loves to just entertain and get off tangent with me, which is so cool. So Madonna instructs and certifies through the National Association of Transpersonal Hypnotherapists. And, um... They were started by Dr. Alan Chips. That's who started that organization, and Dr. Alan Chips actually um, started doing trainings for Michael Newton. So if you've read the books *Journey of Souls* or *Destiny of Souls*, *Life Between Lives*, um, Michael Newton was—it's—it's it's a pretty cool story. If you're—if you have never heard of him or have never heard of his books, um, that's essentially the—or if you have. If you haven't and you're interested in it, go look them up and read it. But if you have, um, that is the technique I'm being trained in. So if you think you maybe know me a little bit from this podcast, which you might, and you know anything about Michael Newton's Life Between Lives training, it is incredibly leading. It's incredibly structured. It's bring the client here, then go here, then bring them there. And it's just not how I do a session. Which will work just fantastically, I know. But like as Madonna says, first you learn how to do it the this way, and then you do it your own way. So I'm learning how to do it the Michael Newton slash Nath way. Uh, yeah. So there you go. I'm in the LBL training, and I cannot wait to bring it to you. My hope is that I can get it on the calendar to start offering sessions in March. And so that would mean I have like my 50 hours of FaceTime and I have my, I don't know, I think it's another 50 hours of like LBLs and reading and I don't know, I just take it one step at a time. (laughs) I can't get into it. Uh, So look for that in March sometime. Uh, or an update in February something like that. All right, Life Between Lives training. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to talk to you more about that. There's so many reasons why someone would use an LBL and I cannot wait to bring it to you. And next up, this is kind of a listener question. Also, what I'm up to right now is, the question I keep getting is, are you taking people online? Do you take people digitally, virtually over Zoom? And the answer is yes. I'm actually only taking people online right now for a few reasons, one of them being a pandemic that we're in the middle of. So I'm just doing my part. I can do this job remotely, so why not? Uh, And you know what I've noticed since March or April when I started doing these online sessions, you know, eight or nine months ago was that these sessions where people are comfy at home They, people are in trance longer. They seem to go deeper. Uh, Maybe it's just a coincidence. Maybe it's just the people who are kind of waking up this year. Some of them are finding me and they would have had this experience anyway. I don't know. But what I'm telling you is you being comfortable and safe at home makes the session so good. And I'm not saying it's not great to be in my office. I love my office. I know many people who love my office, but uh, the virtual sessions are very, they're just as effective as in-person, but there's also something really, really special about them. Okay, switching gears a little bit, going back to the podcasts and the changes, I'm gonna talk about kind of like the new episode themes, just so you know what's coming. So of course, I'm still gonna do recaps of my own past life regressions, and then also client interviews. I'll be talking more about the life between lives stuff, like I said before, and I'll be talking about that LBL stuff from the client and the facilitator perspective. And I will continue to do like episodes where it's just kind of like a check-in, also answering questions. I think those are always, I like doing those episodes. I feel like it's just kind of like a nice check-in just between me and you. And then where it starts to get a little more robust or different, is the hypnotic journeys. So I've, I've always done them. Uh, as part of my podcast, there's a number of different episodes where you can take different hypnotic journeys for any reason. And for example, last week's episode was connecting with loved ones past, which by the way, if you've done it, let me know how it went. I'm like dying to know. And I've heard from a few of you, which thank you so much. And uh, I was just, I felt called to do it. I had had, I've had a number Uh, I actually don't know how many uh, past life regression clients who have spontaneously connected with their loved ones in a session. And it's been just like a really beautiful, cool thing as a facilitator to witness. And I hear from my clients, as you can imagine, it's incredibly like peace giving and just like healing and just kind of rejuvenating to feel that essence and energy again. So as you can imagine, super impactful. And I was like, I think this is such a cool part of hypnosis, past life regression um, that no one really talks about. So I wanted to put out (laughs) that audio recording, which it's so funny, everyone. Okay, so, okay, never mind. I was going to go off on a tangent, but I'll cover it later. I have a note on it. Okay. Uh, Okay, so I'm going to be doing more hypnotic journeys. So I'm going to continue to do the ones like last week where they're like, what I would consider more uh, non-directive. There's more of an opportunity in terms of my uh, hypnotic suggestions, my questioning. It's uh, There's more interpretation on your end. There's more opportunity for you to have a unique experience, not only unique from me or your friend, but also unique from the last time you did it or from any other time you did it. So I'm going to continue to do those here and there, uh, as I've always done, but I'm going to add to that. So I think it's like once a month or every other month, I am going to take my, oh, I don't know what I would call it, my uh, (laughs) resistance to journaling or writing. I don't have huge resistance right now. I just, it doesn't look like Oh, I'm getting, like, a full, like, a... Okay, so it doesn't look like journaling what I do right now, but I do actually write. I capture a lot of thoughts, like, in the notes on my phone. But uh, what I wanted to do was take this thought of, like, all the different ways that intuition comes in, right? And, And a lot of times we discount it or we don't pay attention to it we don't pay attention to like little soul nudges the little you know taps from our spirit guides or anything like that we oftentimes ignore it or blow right by it just because it's such a subtle um kind of like sensational thing that we're actually taught to like ignore for our whole life so i just want to do more around that and that's where I kind of branch off in these hypnotic journeys and every few weeks or I don't know if it's once a month I'm going to do it or every other month I'm going to be doing these intuitive writing hypnotic journeys and the whole point of it is for you to come with questions that you want to journal about but before sitting down to journal you're just going to listen to this free audio journey on a podcast episode and it's going to give hypnotic suggestions for increasing intuition and that divine connection it's going to give hypnotic suggestions for opening you up releasing blocks so that when you do pick up your pen and start writing it feels easier clearer like there's more flow and i'm really excited to just test the waters with that, it's, I think if you are someone who has journaled in the past, which you all know that I do journal off and on, I always have, it takes me a while to get into it, right? Like I almost have to start writing like, oh, I hate journaling, but I feel like I should, you know, just like writing total stream of consciousness. But really, uh, what what happens is like, eventually your mind kind of clicks and my mind clicks and I get into it and I just, it's like if I wait long enough, it'll become easy and clear. But it's like that little hump to get over that's so hard to get over. So I thought, what if I could give people like a little hypnotic boost? You know, you'd pop it in like a, you know, short guided meditation and then you'd uh, grab your pen when it's done and just start writing. So we're gonna play around with that. So if you're interested in writing, getting intuition through your pen, uh, understanding, clarifying some things in your life through writing. There will be plenty of opportunities for that. We will also be, I touched on this just a smidge, I don't know, at the closer to the top of the episode. I'm going to be combining my love and study of tarot and hypnosis. So s- these are going to be shorter bonus episodes. These, The tarot and hypnosis come combination is going to come on it's going to be about every other Tuesday it's going to be on two different Tuesdays a month and what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull a tarot card and I'm going to sit with it and just I've been I guess loosely studying tarot for the last four years so I'm going to sit with it come up with an interpretation that I like based on my own thoughts about it but not only that um tarot for me part of the fun is like hearing other people's interpretation of it. And then from that kind of making my own interpretation of it. So I want to be able to kind of like share where I'm getting it. And I just, I love hearing people's different interpretations of the tarot cards and, and like why they have those interpretations. And I just, tarot is like any sort of oracle. Like it is something that's just reflecting in us something, whether it's, an energy to embody, and an invitation or an opportunity to leap for, you know, an essence to take on, a visual to help you get through something. I think, you know, it's just like oracle cards or it's just like throwing bones or pendulums or what, you know, even astrology on some level. And I want to take that and I used to pull a tarot card every week and just in the last couple months it has Just gone by the wayside just because things like that I just I don't the moment it starts to feel like oh shit I should do this then I just don't do it I don't want this stuff to feel like a grind I feel like that just like kind of negates the whole thing and there's so many opportunities to understand yourself learn and grow and just try to make more of this life on earth there's so many other options whether it's like nature walking or tarot cards or astrology or you know, palm reading or past life regression. You know, there's so many different options that it's like, I'm not going to stick with pulling one tarot card every week uh, if, if it's something that I'm not like totally excited to do every Sunday. So with that, I was like, okay, well, how am I going to change this practice? Because I am still, I, I do still like to learn about tarot. I just, you know, want to do something different. So I was like, I'm going to combine them both. So it would be, for example, taking you know, the essence of, or the invitation of like finding your center in the Wheel of Fortune card and like taking that invitation and turning it into a directive hypnotic journey or hypnotic script. And when I say directive, I mean, there's no open-ended questions. There might be one or two maybe open-ended questions, but everything is just talking you into a subconscious mind state, opening that Portal up into that area of your mind, getting you to completely relax, and then implementing in these hypnotic suggestions to help you embody, like, the essence of that card, whatever is the message of that card. So, I don't know if you're into tarot, you might like it. If you're not into tarot, it's going to be really just, it's almost like the tarot card is the start. And then I'm going to take the script and create, and um, and when I say script, I just mean like a script that I'm reading while you're in trance listening to it. And I always type it out and I always read from a script because I just try, we'll do everything to control that situation, everything that I know that I can control. And you're relaxed and your mind is open and there's nothing that I could say that would go against your value system uh, so everything really will only sink in if it already goes with your subconscious mind's value system. So all you have to do is like lay back and relax. You don't have to believe in tarot. That's just where I'm pulling that information from. Okay, so hypnotic journeys, we're going to do the same. We're going to keep doing those, but we're going to add in two different types of shorter ones, that intuitive writing and then pulling Uh, some invitations from the tarot and bringing those into a hypnotic script just so we can embody more of those principles, get to know ourselves better, just feel more comfortable in our skin on earth because it's some uncomfortable times, but it's like exciting too. All right. And then the last new podcast episode theme is every month I'm inviting my friend, I'm inviting, well, actually, There's like one little theme in there that I'm going to do where I'm inviting other people to join me for specific conversations. So these specific conversations might be around like one specific topic, like hypnosis or past life regression. I understand those are massive topics, but like uh, I'm going to have specific questions. There's going to be different topics and I'm just going to have more people like, join me on the podcast. And that'll be kind of splattered throughout. I don't think it'll be in January, but I don't know. I'm gonna have Madonna, my mentor, I'm gonna get her to be on a podcast episode. So it'll be tons of fun. Okay, and then the last new episode theme, which I'm super excited about, is astrology and self-care. That's what I'm calling this episode theme. And I we're gonna get together. It's Meredith from Earthling Astrology, Ashley from Ashley Sondergaard Yoga and from Yoga Magic Podcast, we're going to come together on Zoom and we're going to record a podcast episode every month and we're going to be talking, Meredith is going to talk about like the season that we're moving into, right? So like the first one will be around January 20th and that's that'll be kind of like the first one and then we'll do 12 of those episodes. And the thing that I don't want from astrology is a dated episode. I like to keep things timeless. Like, if you listen to this in 20 years, I want it to still be, you know, applicable on some level. I mean, obviously the world is going to change in 20 years, but um, sometimes with astrology and forecasts and stuff, it's like, as soon as today's over, of shit matters. So what, what it's going to be is like less horoscope and more like how to use this energy of this time. And so if you're super into astrology, I hope you like it. Uh, you know, feel free to comment on like those Instagram posts, reply to emails, let me know how you're doing, with, you know, astrology and, and the energy that we're talking about every month. So Meredith will be really focusing on the astrology and then Ashley will really be focusing on the self-care piece of it. She's really good at like uh, just helping people kind of find their own way in terms of like what really feels like caring for themselves. And just kind of helps you like look at it clearly and pivot when it's not working and find something that'll really work and really replenish you. So that's what I want to bring to myself and I want to bring to you all. I love hearing about astrology. Astrology is something that I'm not necessarily motivated to learn about, but I love hearing about it. I love hearing about the different like energetic flows and pulls and all of that stuff in the universe and trying to see like how it actually shows up in my own life. So, and when you have friends like Meredith and Ashley and you have a podcast, then you (laughs) make a regular appointment to have these deep conversations together. So that is why we're doing astrology and self-care. On to listener questions. Okay, the first question, it's a good one. Your take on reincarnation and racism. If our soul is meant to experience all kinds of feelings, situations, what is this racism? Is it part of the package? Some point of entry? What's going on? From my point of view, this question is similar to a question that I've gotten before a few times, which is, kind of the same thing of like if if reincarnation is this space where we have this opportunity to not only come back but come back and choose you know how we want to learn and grow and set up that situation based on the parents that we choose and the body that we choose and um, you know the personality and the location where you're born and all of that stuff then do did these people sign up for this and if they signed up for this is that okay should we like let this happen is this all okay and I I here's what I think I do believe obviously in reincarnation and the fact that we can choose the life choose the parents choose the body choose the time that we're incarnating I believe we do that on a soul level we do that with the highest and best intentions in mind that's that's my point of view on it uh i think it's pretty gross (laughs) and i'm not saying anyone who asks that question is saying this but i think it's pretty gross any situation where someone is saying like i'm hurt i'm in pain this isn't working for me And another group of people who doesn't have the same experience goes, no, this doesn't exist. No, you're wrong. Whether that's parents neglecting or abusing children or um, in the realm of racism, white people saying it doesn't exist because they don't experience it. You know, I just don't agree with that. I don't agree with that point of view. I've been in a position where I'm like, I'm hurting, this isn't right. And I've had people who were in charge dismiss that because they didn't see it from my point of view and they couldn't even understand that I had a different point of view than them and so I've seen firsthand on a small level uh, not at all like what it is to be a person who experiences racism every day or experiences the um, gets the negative repercussions of racism every day and so I don't think that Just because humans can learn and grow and become stronger and smarter in shitty situations and bad situations and tough situations, it doesn't make that injustice okay. Just like it doesn't serve me to sit here and be like, oh, so-and-so's life looks so easy and they... It seems like, you know, everything they touch is just like turns to gold and it's so easy for them. And why isn't it easy for me? And it's like, at the end of the day, no one's life is easy. Like, some people's lives are easier than others, for sure. Systems and institutions in this country make certain assumptions about certain people, for sure. All of that exists. All I can do is like, try to help where I can help. And, um... And I just I think that if if we're triggered by things and if if we did choose to experience racism if that was a thing and I'm not even saying it is but even if that was a thing it does not justify the oppression of people today it doesn't and it it, even though someone can grow in a bad situation it doesn't make that injustice okay. So those things exist, racism exists, sexism exists, right? All of that exists. And I, what I believe our human duty is not to be like, did someone sign up for that? Whether it's racism or something a lot, lot smaller. Did someone sign up for that? We cannot assume what someone's path is. We can't assume what their lessons are if you've been on this path for a while, I mean, if you're anything like me, been on this path for a while, it's hard to figure out what my own fucking lessons are. There's no way I can figure out what someone else's are. You know, I'm seeing 5% of their life. uh, And I'm in, you know, I don't see most of their life and I don't see their thoughts, obviously. I'm not telepathic like that. So um, racism abuse oppression neglect all of those things are made those are human made those are not things that we can on earth sit back and go that's okay they chose this we don't know what they chose but i can tell you on a human level that racism is wrong And when I say you, I don't know who I'm talking to. I'm not talking about the person who asked this question. The person who asked this question was very kind and was like not saying, don't they deserve it? Um, Not at all. But anyway, so that's my take on it. My take on it is can people learn and grow and become stronger and smarter in every situation? Sure. But that doesn't make any injustice. Okay. I think that we choose things based on the lessons we want to learn. Other people's lessons are none of our business. And so all we can do is be like, what is this injustice? What can I do to make it better? What can I do to make it aligned to soul, to source, to God, to creator? And I do that by doing work that's inclusive, by doing work that serves people. And I'm not just talking about like my daily work. I'm just saying like work as a human, like the things I say, I try to be supportive and inclusive. I try to notice you know, embedded racism that just I grew up in this country, so I have embedded racisms and slowly uncovering those and questioning those and and learning and then sharing what I learned when I hear other people making comments that may have been where I was when I didn't know any other perspective besides my perspective. I don't know. I'm going off on a ram. I'm rambling, but I do I do believe that uh, this is a time in which we all reincarnated we choose the time when we want to reincarnate and we never do that so we can sit back and just let things unfold Um, I don't think I'm here to deny that racism exists as a white person I believe that I'm here to see it because it's easy for me to feel what other people feel and pick up on that Um, it's it's harder for me to deny that that stuff exists so Uh, That's how I feel about that. Little Racism reincarnation. We choose with the highest and best in mind. And all we can do is be inclusive, loving, and compassionate when we're on earth. And that does not include racism. The next question from some listeners that I'm going to cover has to do more with like, I've talked a lot. About here and there about my journey. And a big part of my journey is entrepreneurship. And uh, if you've listened to these podcast episodes, you know that I used to be a wellness coach and consultant. And so I just got um, questions from people who were just like, you know, whether it was, you know, stepping away from a career to start something on your own or changing whatever it was that you started on your own. Um, otherwise I got a a question that was kind of included that but also included like how did you go from like strictly plant-based diet to uh, to reincorporating animal products Um, so kind of I see all of that as intertwined because it all you know how I feel physically really informs how I move through the world so I'm just going to kind of talk a little bit about that based on the questions and then what I'm going to do is say I'm going to throw it out there to you all and just say okay if there's something about my like entrepreneurial journey that you're interested in or if there's something specific about like the wellness journey I'm still pretty burned out on wellness so I don't want to like necessarily talk about wellness but uh or give wellness advice I'm not don't take wellness advice from people. Uh, But what I'm saying is like, uh, if you have more questions about particular areas, uh, feel free to send them to me because whether it's like a whole episode devoted to it or just more questions, I wanna answer your questions, but also I don't wanna talk in tangents and have you be like, oh, my laundry's done, everybody. I'm not gonna edit that out. (laughs) Just so you know, the dryer's done that's what that beeping was um so my thought is is like the questions I'm getting right now are so vague and my entrepreneurship my road my path in entrepreneurship has really been an igniter for a lot of my issues and I don't know if that's just entrepreneurship in general probably not or if that's just my experience so I don't want I don't know like where to go in depth here so if you have more questions i'm happy to answer them and if you send them my way you can always go to pastlivesandthedivine.com and and do an ask click on ask a question um and then i'll just i just keep all of them in a folder and then we'll go through and and do it on the next kind of listener question episode or if there's enough questions i would just do an episode on it so you tell me Uh, and I'm totally open if you're like, who is this person that I'm listening to and you just want to know just so you can know, or if you want to know, because you're trying to make a pivot that's similar, like those are two different ways to describe it. So all of that blabbing to say, I'm not going to probably answer your question. (laughs) So if I don't ask a little more in detail. Okay. Um, so what I'll do first is like the mental gymnastics. So for me personally, uh, when I was, when I say mental gymnastics, you're probably like, what it means so much to me? Okay, when, when I was in my wellness career, I was consistently preaching, like, pay attention to how food makes you feel, right? Because like, not every diet is going to work for everybody and diets don't work. Like by nature, they're temporary. Anyway, uh, so I had just saw in myself, and this is just kind of goes back in alignment, even though I'm feeling a little uh, weird talking about wellness stuff. What I will say is like what I've always preached is like, pay attention to how these things make you feel and make a decision based on that. So, and then also, of course, always understand why you're doing something. Why we do something isn't always clear. But if we ask, why am I doing this? If you're wondering if it's right or not for you, whatever it is, whether it's food or exercise or meditation or a job or a relationship, if you ask yourself like why am i doing this that a lot of times will get to the heart if it doesn't feel right what you are doing if you ask yourself why you're doing it it might kind of surprise you and even just pulling that why it's like hypnosis like taking the subconscious or the unconscious and bringing it to the conscious mind is sometimes enough to be like oh that's right oh, yes, 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 that's, what, that's why I'm doing it, right? And oh, oh, right, if I'm doing it for those reasons, I can actually do this instead and I'll enjoy it more or I can do this instead and it'll be faster or I can do this instead and it'll be more fun, whatever it is. So understanding the why behind you do something and then how whatever it is that you do really makes you feel. So like, are you meditating just because you feel like you should because everyone told you that, but you find it frustrating and annoying and you dread doing it? Or, you know, like, are you grinding it out in hard cardio workouts because you think that's the way to have a body that you feel like you should have because you've been told you should have a thin, small body your whole life? I don't know. I, there's a lot to question in there. So question, like, why you do it. For me personally, when I went, I was probably aiming to eat more. I don't, I'm not someone who does all or nothing. Like, that's a really good way for me to fail. Um, is to try to do it all or be the perfect and I'm just not gonna do it so I would always just be like eating foods with fewer ingredients which led to just eating more nutrition which just led to eating more plant-based foods to reading more about plant-based foods there's a ton of information how eating more plant-based foods and more nutrition and fewer animal products can make you feel a lot better and there are many people where they feel better eating that way. And I even felt better eating more plant-based, more towards vegan, um, even mostly vegan foods, not like the full-on lifestyle. And um, then I just kind of got to a space where that wasn't working for me anymore. And in tandem with uh, eating plant-based foods was also um, in. I, and I'll tell you right now, in hindsight, I see this stuff. I didn't see it at the time, but I was living in a neighborhood that was super busy, tons of noises. Uh, I was living in a condo, which was basically like a concrete box. I was, And all of this is to say, like, the amount of nature that I would come into contact in a day was pretty small. Like, I lived downtown Minneapolis, and at the time... I really, it was the perfect container for me and, and, and I had to move on. Like it started draining me so bad the last couple of years that we lived there, but it was like the perfect container for me. And that, I think that that's, um, so anyways, I started just becoming more and more agitated by all the sounds, all the people. It was like nonstop construction for like five years. Some of that construction was like nonstop banging like six months at a time. It was just, you know, kind of hard on the nervous system. And after a few years, I really started to notice it. And I was also going through, as you know, listening to this podcast, I've, I'm someone who I don't feel like I'm struggling with it right now, but someone who has historically struggled with feelings of like being worthless, you know, all of that stuff. And I would say my entrepreneurial career was like really amped up the inner shit talking. And so it was like years of inner shit talking. Something was changing in my body because plant-based foods just, I would never felt satisfied. I never felt just like that good feeling when you eat like, warm comfort foods i was just like always could have eaten more and um i had been going to acupuncture for a few years just like to get my hormones back on track and essentially i don't know, i think you know some people would have called what i went through was like adrenal fatigue where it was like i was so fried and stressed out from my work i was so fried and stressed out from my inner talking i was so fried and stressed out from the environment that i was living in and um It was just a lot. And finally, after a couple of years, an an acupuncturist that I had been seeing was like, and she was the second acupuncturist to tell me this, who was like, based on your constitution, what you're going on here, you should should be eating meat. And I'd be like, I don't want to eat meat, you know, whatever, as long as I can get away with it, I'm not going to do it. And then I had other things going and I'm just like, I have never felt sicker, slower in my entire life. And, you know, I was like, I think, 36 or 37 at the time. And then finally, my acupuncturist was like, well, maybe just try meat. So I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to try meat, um, like, what's the bang for my buck? I don't want to be like eating a hamburger if you're like, oh, you should be eating duck. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, if I'm going to eat this meat, like, <laughs> and I'm not kidding you. She was like, well, for you and your constitution, she wanted me to eat steak or like red meat once or twice a week. She wanted me to do it every day and I was like, I can't go from zero to every day. That's like so much. So I would like get a steak or a cheeseburger and it was uh, like just undoing all the mental gymnastics that I didn't know I was doing to get myself to avoid animal products. And I'm not saying that those mental gymnastics are bad. They served their purpose and I changed like that container doesn't didn't hold me anymore. So when I would eat meat, I literally felt like little Mario who eats a mushroom. And it was like, you know, the, I, that's how I felt. Like I, every time I would eat meat for dinner, I would wake up the next day before my alarm. I would have so much energy the next day. And then as I started to eat more meat just throughout the day, just slowly or throughout the week, Uh, you know, bumping up the servings, I, um, you know, I'll go days without meat now. I don't really pay attention to what I eat right now. Besides, I just want to enjoy it. And, you know, if it could be ethically raised or organic, that's a plus. Anyway, um, so I just started paying attention to how I felt. And when I would eat meat, when I added it back in, I felt, fuck I I, like reversed aged I had way more energy I just I like I can see like just shifts in the I don't know if it's like the fat in my face but like I feel like I just look more young and vibrant and so I always said like I'm going to eat plant-based unless there's like a reason that I need to eat meat or animal products And so um, for me, it was just like really also the mental gymnastics of being like, okay, now I'm participating in, you know, the corporate farm industry. So how can I do that in a way that feels like it's in my integrity? And that's a question that I'm always kind of working on. And uh, yeah, so that's... That's like, I guess, my journey with meat. My, uh, yeah, and like food and that sort of thing. I also used to count calories. I used to be someone who's obsessed with like nutrition and all of that shit. And you know what? I eat what I want and I don't eat a ton because I make sure I'm sitting down. I don't eat while I'm walking. I'm only sitting, preferably looking out a window at something that's green or nature even better sitting outside and eating and um i just i eat when i'm hungry and i really focus on what i'm eating in the moment i'm not enjoying it anymore i put it down and yeah so i feel like i have i haven't felt this good i feel fully nourished i move my body i feel stronger than i have in so long so not saying I would never go back to a plant-based diet, not saying that a plant-based diet doesn't work for anyone. But for me, it worked for a while. And then it just, now it works for me to eat meat. So now I just tried to make an the most ethical decision that I can when I'm choosing meat. And I don't know, that's the best I can do, right? Um, yeah. And then in terms of turning away from a career, I will say that I have, something that doesn't always feel like a plus but uh as an entrepreneur and someone who's been an entrepreneur since I was I don't know I mean I guess I've always had a side hustle but like I officially got a limited liability company when I was 29 and I'm 40 now so uh, as someone who's always been who's been an entrepreneur for so long and I was an entrepreneur, entrepreneur before I even had like an LLC but I I get this question a lot of like, how did you quit your day job to do? How did you like quit your day job to do like whatever it is? Like when I was a wellness person or now I'm a hypnotist working in past life regression. And the, um, what I will say is like the foundational thing there is that I'm a fucking awful employee. Like it like a first class ticket to get me to resent you is is like signing me up, making me sit at a desk for from eight to five, um, you know, making me log my vacation, asking me, you know, if I'm at a hundred percent capacity of my workload, like I can't, I just can't do it, you know. Um, I'm very much the way I operate when I'm operating fully and in my best way it's way more in the vein of like artist it's like I'm not going to sit down and record a podcast if I don't feel like it Uh, and I think a lot of people would be like I can't afford to live my life like that and it's like I had to make it work because either that or I would be like I don't know, riddled with whatever disease rage brings on, I guess, at the age of 40. I just have never been good at um, taking direction from any sort of authority figure. I'm just way better, like in a service role where I'm like, hey, I'm doing this really cool thing and you could join me. And then you're like, yeah, I want to join you. And it's like, hey, we're doing this cool thing together. That's how I want to work with people. That's how I want to make money. I, I don't, I just don't do well in like a corporate situation so there's that okay I'm like an inner rebel um and I have also actually prayed for and wished that I didn't have this drive to to do it on my own and not do it on my own no one's ever really doing it on their own but like to work for myself and but also with that I am someone who is incredibly driven I rarely procrastinate. I'm a self-starter. I'm not someone who likes an accountability partner. I don't need an accountability partner. Again, if I don't want to do something, I don't give a shit if I have accounting, you know, an accountability partner. Like if I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. But if I made the commitment to do it, then I'm going to do it. Not to an accountability partner, but like if I was being hired to say create something or do something for someone. Um, That I will do. That I will break my back doing, but I'm not going to do it just because I have an accountability partner. So I will say, like, I kind of have that foundation of, of like being a self-starter. I think a lot of people ruin their (laughs) passions and hobbies by trying to make a business out of it. Uh, So that is a little bit about me. And what I would say, not that anyone's looking for advice here, but if you were like, but what did you do that worked? I would say I did so many fucking things that did not work that that was uh, more of a path to what did work. So pay attention to the mistakes in quotes. Pay attention to the shit that makes your blood curdle, even if you have to do it just to keep the fucking lights on. Pay attention to all of that stuff because all of that stuff will tell you what you don't want and what you don't want is really important when you're trying to figure out what you do want because unfortunately at least my experience on earth is like life is more about going well i thought i wanted that but now i know i don't because of a b and c but i kind of want this this is kind of like that but it has this in it so it's not about being perfect or knowing that the next thing you do is the thing you're going to do for the rest of your life. It's about, like, following what's fun when you can and doing what you need to when you have to. There was plenty of times where I, along my entrepreneurial journey, couldn't afford groceries. There was plenty of times when I had a fuck ton of credit card debt. There was plenty of times when I... Um, Had to take a job that I hated. There was plenty of times that I had like three different jobs just to keep it all going while I was making money. Uh, A lot of times before I quit my corporate job and just started working for myself in 2012, uh, for two or three years before that, I would do my corporate job, come home and work on my side hustle until like 10 or 11 p.m. at night. I do not recommend that. I do not recommend that. I do not glorify that. I think that that was, um, you know, I eventually paid the price for like burning the candle at both ends, but I wouldn't give it up for the world, right? Like that was my my journey. And I fortunately learned some lessons that now (laughs) have turned into beliefs and values that make my life easier which I think is what the game is about, right? Like if you're interested in something, just start it. You don't have to quit your job. And I think it's totally okay if you have a job that's like just a W-2 job that pays the bills. And then you spend other time, you know, replenishing or traveling or spending that money that you get to make at your job that you don't really like. I don't know. I think uh, entrepreneurship is really glamorized and I don't know if it should be. I don't know if it should be any more so than any other job, um, but yeah. But I do think if you are in the wellness industry and you're feeling disenfranchised—I don't know if "disenfranchised" is the right word—if you're feeling disappointed with it or stuck with it, um, stick around because I am. I'm going to be working on becoming a hypnosis trainer. So this is like way premature, months away from even probably taking action item on it. But one of the things I've been talking about um, with my instructor, Madonna, in my Life Between Lives training is like, it blows my mind how many people I come into contact with. And they're like, wait, how do I use hypnosis? Wait, what can I use it for? And it's like, why isn't every yoga person, massage therapist, like, even anyone who just wants to do it on their own i'm like why aren't more people like actually getting trained in these skills anyway little tangent there so madonna and i are going to be working on a little something in case you're interested and and that's all to say too like if you're if you're in one job or in one line of work and you're like wondering what it would be like to do something different Like, could you do that something different on the side just for people who you know and just get some experience and see if you like it? So uh, that's my roundabout wild way of um, saying everything, whether it's your job, your food choices, your relationship choices, your living choices. I think it's important to know that you will outgrow container after container. And it might be the same relationship, just might be different dynamics. Might look different, might feel different. Might be the same job, it just feels different. Might be a completely different job, completely different location, completely different family, whatever. But like just to know that in life you're always gonna go into a container that feels really good, whether it's a physical move or a mental move or a job move or a relationship move. And then you might change. You will change if you're paying attention. If you're on a conscious path of a conscious path of evolution, you will grow out of that container. That container will have to change because you're changing and that might be your job and that might be your relationship and it might be your own company. Just pay attention, stay mindful. Why am I doing this? How is this making me feel? Why am I doing this? How is this making me feel? Could I make a bigger impact? Could I do something that's more compassionate, more inclusive for myself, for other people? Um, And then just with that, like make changes, get curious about what you're interested in, try it out. You know, if you're interested in organizing kitchen pantries, do it for a few people and then do it for a few more people. You don't have to like totally switch to be that person. Um, You can always just do it on the side. Uh, and I, I mean, like, dude, on the side of like, you don't have to go big in order to do something. And we're really question, I always have to really question the programming in my mind around productivity. Like, this is okay, even though it's not productive right now. It's still okay. It's still good. You know, even just like my whole thing on getting ideas. It's like, as an entrepreneur who's doing the marketing and the planning and the strategy and the creating and all of that, Like, I have to have time to relax and let my mind wander. Like, even if it is an hour a day, like, I have to have that. I can't just be, like, doing the work, never coming up with a new idea or a new pivot or being like, hey, actually, I've had a few people ask me for this. So, uh, you know, it's just all about that mindfulness. Get curious. Try something out on the side. You don't have to make a big change. So anyway, if you have a question about all of that, go to my website, pastlivesandthedivine.com, click on the podcast tab, and that's where you can find the link that says ask a question. And then you can type it in there, and I will answer it in a future podcast episode. Okay, so the next topic of questions that I got were questions around uh, at-home hypnosis. So whether these people bought a hypnosis track from the shop, on my website or whether they downloaded the free past life journey, which is on my website or um, or the different podcast episodes with uh, healing hypnosis journeys for you to take. So anyone listening to an audio hypnosis at home. So like, I'm not leading them through it. They're just listening to it. So these questions come from people and I get a lot of questions from people who are like, every time I do it, I fall asleep. Um, So if you are someone who falls asleep, like in group hypnosis, or if you fall asleep when you're trying to do it on your own, know that uh, sleep is the best thing you can do for your body. It's like rejuvenating. Uh, We often don't get enough of it, which is why our body takes it when it can, like when you're trying to relax into hypnosis. So um, to know that uh, maybe you should be getting more sleep, when it's sleepy time, if you're always falling asleep during your hypnosis. Also, you could try if you're someone who always falls asleep during the audio track and you want to stay awake for it, then you could try doing it like in the morning or the afternoon and moving it away from like that bedtime, whether it's like you don't do it first thing in the morning, you wait and like sit up and eat something, maybe move around. So to do it at a different time of day. So play with the times of day, uh, try to get more sleep and then um, know that if you feel like you just can't break through that, I people don't fall asleep in session, right? Because it's a little bit different mindset when you're actually engaged with someone else, even though you're in that hypnotic trance, you're completely relaxed, you're totally engaged with someone else. It's just a different vibe when someone is there guiding you personally and just customizing that journey for you Uh, your mind if it wanders it comes back really really quickly as opposed to if you're alone at home and no one's trying to engage with you as you move along on this journey it's easy for your mind to just kind of drift and wander and pretty soon you're thinking about something else or you've fallen asleep and are dreaming Okay, so that's the sleeping bit and just because you fall asleep during hypnosis at home doesn't mean you're always going to fall asleep So i'll just tell you that i've had many many clients who do i've never had anyone fall asleep in session um, but i've never had Or i've had plenty of clients who fall asleep at home when they're alone But the moment they're at home and i'm on zoom they can do it. So um if you feel like you can't do it, then if you feel like you can't do it on your own without falling asleep, it might be a good time for a one-on-one session. Also, a good time for a one-on-one session, whether it's with me or someone else, hypnotist or hypnotherapist who you trust. Um, just know that, like, if you feel like you go into these scenes and you have an experience, whether it's you're a visual person or you're more sensing it or knowing it, know that. If you feel like you can't go as deep or go as far or anything, like you keep snapping out of it or anything like that, know that that might be a good time to go in for a one on one session. Sometimes we, you know, because in hypnosis, the person doing it, the client or the person doing it on their own, their mindset is the most important thing when it comes to what kind of experience are they going to have. So it's totally normal when you're new to something like hypnosis or when you're doing something on your own to have a little more doubt, fear, and even just that little bit of doubt, fear, um, unchecked can grow and then kind of snap you out of the situation. So the same thing is true uh, if you feel like you can't go far enough into a scene or you don't get a lot out of it, you're having a hard time connecting the dots between why am I seeing this? And what's the benefit of my life right now? Then that's another good time to come in for a one-on-one session. Okay, you can always schedule a session with me on my website, pastlivesandthedivine.com, but totally okay if you don't and you're just here for the free stuff, that's okay too. All right, Um, once you have done the at-home hypnosis, whether no matter what it is, whether it's past life journey or a more directive one, Um, Know that every time you do it, you could have a different experience. So specifically about like the past life journey one, anything where you're speaking to your spirit guides or connecting with a loved one, like last week's podcast episode. Know that the more you do it, the more robust and impactful that experience is going to going to be. So a lot of times people will email me and be like, here was my experience. And I'm just wondering, why do you think I saw this? Or I'm just wondering if this meant that, or, you know, what's your take on this? And I always say, go back (laughs) and ask those questions. Like, if you're wondering why you saw that, or if you're wondering if you've had a past life with someone, set the intention to see that past life or set the intention to understand why you feel so connected to that person. That would be an even better intention statement. And then just like you let that unfold into that hypnotic journey that you're going on. So maybe I did a past life journey at home and I saw a few things and I was wondering if it meant this. I could set the intention to have a past life, to clarify whatever this is, whatever I'm wondering about in that past life. You could set the intention to get more clarity on something. You could set the intention to see more from that particular past life. You could set the intention to understand your affinity towards fill in the blank. There's so many things that you could do. And I always say like, it's a real relationship. like. Your spirit guides, your higher self, you're being shown these things in these hypnotic journeys because you're ready and because you asked for it. So if you feel like you're stuck, like it might be a good time to come in for a one on one question, might be a good time just to try it again on your own, might be a good time to sit down and just quietly or out loud screaming from the mountaintops, ask your spirit guides for, you know, clarification or understanding around x and then move into that hypnotic journey with that intention so know that this isn't just some funny thing that you can do listening to this podcast it is something that you can go back to over and over again and something you can get better and better at and you could do that without ever even scheduling a one-on-one session with me I don't want you to feel like in order to go super deep and super far you need me I mean, I'm really good at it. But <laughs> no, I but I'm being totally serious when I say you could just listen to this free stuff or the tracks in my shop and just become better and better at this. So everybody who's got like I'm not getting enough or I'm falling asleep or I have more questions, try it again. Just try it again. Just try it again and if it's the sleep thing, You can always uh, try it at a different time or get more sleep and then do it. Um, Let's see, another common question that I get around there. I feel like there was one more that I had written down, but now I don't see it. Oh, okay. So the first, what I just wanted to say was, and I say this a lot, but every time you do hypnosis, whether it's a one-on-one session or on your own, like the past life journey from my website, you every time you do it the experience will be different and time after time like if they were dots on a chart they would be trending toward you know more in-depth more insights more wisdom gain you know being able to get even more just from one experience but it that doesn't necessarily that's the trend. You're gonna get more, you're gonna get deeper, you're gonna get it more often. And when I say get it, I mean like intuition, insights, wisdom, higher self stuff, spirit guide stuff. So just to know, like the more you do that, the easier it gets, the farther you'll go. And that if you feel like you're not getting as much as you did the last time, maybe just try to like use that as an exercise and just like brushing it off not you know most things in life are not linear you're not going to do this and then you do this and then you do this no sometimes we learn a lesson then we got to circle back come back around learn that lesson in a different situation like life is more spiralic than linear right like it ebbs and flows there's a pulse to it it's not always the same It's always changing and sometimes we come back around. So anyway, what I'm saying is like, just keep doing it. Keep doing it. Like you could exchange it for your meditation practice. If you can't get into meditation, you could try listening to those audio journeys. Um, Yeah, it's just people have a lot of questions around those, which I just love because I obviously love introducing people to it and i just want to say is like trust yourself go in with those questions i mean feel free to send me the questions feel free to keep sending me your experiences Uh, but if you have more questions if you feel like you want more set the intention go back to that life answer those questions and know that every time you do it not only do you go farther and deeper um, even though every once in a while you might not have that great of an experience just to know that The more you do it, not only do you go farther and deeper, but when you're actually in that trance state, it gets easier to direct yourself in those scenes, which is cool because then you don't need a facilitator there or a hypnotist like myself there to say, does anyone look familiar in this crowd? You can just go, oh, I'm in a crowd. Does anyone look familiar? (laughs) You know, And then it's like, oh, that person looks familiar. You don't need uh, the facilitator to say, why does that person look familiar? Who do they seem like? What's their essence like? What do they mean to you? What's the energy like between you two? You guys, you can do that on your own. And it's, of course, a little bit easier with a facilitator. Or I, should, I think it's a lot easier with a facilitator. But you can do it on your own. And I, that's one of the reasons why I'm beefing up the podcasts and the um, easily accessed free hypnotic journeys is because... I don't want people to feel like they need to purchase from me to get this stuff. You already have it, so it's like you tap into it. And if you're like, "Hey, you know what? I want a little bit of help with this," then great. But in this world right now, I just don't want people to feel like um, I don't know. I just I I want I want to offer more to people, um, and specifically people who don't have much or are going through a difficult time. Well, there it is. That is episode number 33. I cannot thank you enough for being in my orbit. I cannot thank you enough for listening, for spreading the word, for leaving a review, for tapping the stars on Apple, giving me a review. Even if it's not five stars, I'll take it. It all counts. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you to everybody who came to one of my events this year. Thank you to every single one of my clients this year, you all made my year. I just cannot tell you how much I cherish the fact that I just, I've never felt so accepted and so connected in this realm of my life, um, ever. And, and you all have something to do with that, even if You know, even if we've never exchanged words over email or Zoom or whatever, it doesn't even matter. Like I, it's still your energy listening and, and that makes a difference. Okay. Yes. Thank you for listening and being open to the power of your past lives and all your soul experiences while we walk this earth together. Take anything from this episode that makes you feel better and just leave the rest.